Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. I'm Liam, your host, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Patrick. Patrick, mate, it is seven days to the draft. How buzzing are you? Yeah, I can't quite believe it, to be honest. I am getting very, very excited now. I like this year because it feels uncertain as to what to happen. Do you know what I mean? Last year, if you remember back to like our mock pods and stuff, I feel like the first six picks were like nailed on. Do you know what I mean? So this year it's kind of like all over the place and then you've got some trades that's bound to go down. Yes, we have got some uh, some trades. Uh, on that note, some news before we start. Today we're going to do a mock draft, no trades for the whole first round. I'm going to pick evens, Patrick's going to pick odds, but before that we've got some news. So first bit of news is Debo Samuel has requested a trade from the San Francisco 49ers. Um, apparently not due to money, they've offered him a huge deal. Uh, just doesn't like the usage. Uh, and Rapshi also said that he maybe isn't keen on the location. I know he's an East Coast person originally, so maybe he wants to, to be on the East Coast. But uh, apparently he's not enjoying being used as a running back and wants to move teams. So what are your thoughts on this? And do you think Debo gets moved on draft night, before draft night? or? Oh, mate, I don't know. This one's a bit of a shocker, to be honest, because he's just kind of moved up two levels in his skill and play this season via his usage as a running back. And surely anyone that kind of views that, looks at a weapon like that and thinks, yeah, I'd love a weapon like that on my team. But if he's not happy with his usage, that makes it a little bit tricky. I think the 49ers have got the upper hand, to be honest, with his with his deal currently. And then obviously they can tag him as well in the future. So I don't know. I'm not sure what's going to happen with Debo. I, I didn't realise the thing about he didn't like being on the West Coast, which is one of the craziest things I've ever heard, to be honest with you. Yeah, I heard it today on um, one of the PFF pods. that uh, he's in, I knew he was from the East Coast from college and high school, but uh, yeah, apparently location is a factor, is the words being used. So that must mean wow. east, east versus West. They didn't specifically say he doesn't like the West Coast, but if location is a factor, then... Surely he wants to be on the East Coast. Um, maybe screams a little bit, New York Jets, get the New York media going to me. But um, yeah, we'll see. A lot of people are interested in Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. So I think they'll probably be interested in Devo as well. I think it'd be a bit cheaper than those guys just because he hasn't got that long-term history as a wide receiver. Uh, and he had loads of injuries in the last few years as well. So I think it'd be a bit cheaper. But I think he goes because every single wide receiver that's done this, I've said, oh, they might not get traded. This is kind of just a pitch for more money. I'm sure the teams will work it out. And then they will get traded. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think I can, I just can't say that again. I just think he's going to go. But um, before the draft makes the most sense, I don't see any point in trading him after the draft. And then San Francisco have only got like pick 61 and that's it. <laughs> they haven't got the third rounder or first rounder. So I think if they do the deal, they'll want to do it on draft night or, or before, but we'll see. Um, his agent is also the same agent as DK and AJ Brown. Apparently, they are also holding out from practice until they get a new contract. <laughs> so, I think the agent is going to be a very rich man if he represents all three. Um, so, we'll see if DK or AJ start requesting trades. Uh, only other bit of news is Stefan Gilmore, kind of big free agent. He signed for the Colts. Two years, $23 million deal, $11 million in year one. I think the Colts defense is already pretty good, even though they lost, obviously, their DC. Uh, I think this probably makes them even better. I'm not sure how good the offense will be, but um, I think the defense will be good and hopefully Gilmore gets back to full health. Yeah, definitely direct start replacement for Rocky Sin, right? So, Yeah, traded to the Raiders, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good deal for him. Gets two years, but the second year you can kind of cut him. So if he's not healthy, they'll probably move on. Um, cool, that's only news then for today. So let's move on to the mock. We're going to fire up our simulator. And like I said, Patrick's going to go with the evens. We're going to do no trades at all on this one. Um, maybe next week we'll do one with trades before the actual draft, but no trades. Um, pass over to you, mate. You're on the clock with the Jags. Yeah, the odds. Pick number one. Um, unlike last year when it was the Jags, I don't feel like it's nailed on if you read around the league, right? But I'm going to take Aidan Hutchinson. And in the fact that the Jags are going to come to their senses <laughs> um, <laughs> and pick uh, Aiden Hutchison out of Michigan. I just think it's it seems like he's the consensus number one player on most people's draft boards. So it, it just makes sense. The need is always there, the edge. So the Jags just need talent. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think he's consensus number one, especially if you take into the fact that edge is so much more valuable than... 
I know a lot of people have like Kyle Hamilton or Linderbaum or a receiver is like the best player in the draft, but obviously the value is there for for Edge. Um, basically, between Trayvon Walker, I think, and Aiden Hutchinson, a lot of people now move into Walker. Um, as a Hutchinson better for the number one overall pick, I pray that doesn't happen, but we shall see. That leads me to number two then with the Lions. Um, they're not going to pick a tackle. There's loads of tackles pretty high on the board. Um, so it's basically between Walker... Thibodeau and Source Gardner for me. Uh, I think in real life they would love to trade here, um, trade back. Uh, but because we're doing what we think the team will do rather than what we would do, I think they will pick Trayvon Walker, Edge, out of Georgia. Oh. Very very good in the run game. Very much a Dan Campbell guy. Loves football. Um, no off-the-field issues. Uh, basically the most well-loved defender coming out of Georgia for addition to reports. He's just an absolute beast, like I said, in the run game. Georgia didn't really ask him to rush the passer very much. Uh, so I think that's why his numbers are a little bit low. Um, his athleticism is very good. It is a risky pick, but I just think that he fits Dan Campbell's mould. Um, and I'm pretty sure it'll be between him and Source here. I, I don't think that uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is the type of person that Dan Campbell wants to pick, which forever, whether you agree with that or disagree, I disagree, but we all know that the the knee biter has got to uh, do what he thinks is best. Uh, pick three then, mate, you're on the clock with the Texans. Yeah, I've got a couple of Texans picks coming up and it's quite funny because on our, um, I'm presuming, obviously you're using the same PFF uh, mock as me, the needs is every position. <laughs> which yeah, I, which I think is pretty accurate, right? <laughs> it's accurate, but also feels real shade. They're in an interesting place, really, because when you do need talent all across the board, it's where do you go? 3 and 13, it's interesting. A bit like the Lions, I do wonder without, you know, let's say guaranteed elite talent, yeah. is it wise to trade down? But obviously we're not doing that. So I'm I'm going to pick Equanu from North Carolina State, I think. Like, uh, obviously dominant rule blocking tackle. I'm going to... Where's he going to play... Where's he going to play for them, though? Right tackle or guard? I, I think he's probably going to fit in at the beginning at right tackle, do you not think? Yeah, I don't know what they do here. Obviously, defensive head coach. I think they'd probably go D. But if they went tackle, then they went icky on for the run game. Yeah, I think you'd be silly to not try him at right tackle rather than just move him straight to guard. Uh, obviously, Tunsil's left tackle, isn't he? And he's just done a new deal, so he'll probably be there for two seasons at least. So, yeah, I think icky... Makes sense of right tackle, and then if it doesn't work out, you can play him at left guard, and you can have an incredible left-hand side of your offensive line for whoever you get a QB next year. Yeah, I would say with you having taken Trayvon Walker second, and if that happens as it as we've predicted it there, I think that makes it really interesting for the Texans. I do think that they'd be on the phone. Yeah, I agree. I think if Walker's on the board there, they probably take him. To be honest. Uh, I think he fits their defence and Lovey Smith is a bit old school as well isn't he so if you've got someone that is incredible against the run team captain um, I think what was it Tyndall or Tiddle I can't remember how you pronounce his name but he was a starting linebacker edge hybrid that Walker replaced in his first year so I think that they'll love the fact that he's such a kind of player's player but yeah we'll see Icky off the board at three um, oh I see Jets here I've read a lot that they love Source Gardner uh, I picked twice for the Jets as well, don't I? Because I got four yeah, and ten. Um, so they love Source Gardner, apparently. But the San Francisco 49ers defense over the years have really valued edge rusher over corner. So all these months I've been thinking they would take Source here at number four. Uh, or Icky, but Icky's obviously gone. But the more I hear, the more I think they're going to take edge. Just because that Salah defense, you know, the 49ers are known for it. So... Between the two, uh, obviously rumours of a wide receiver as well. I think that could happen, and they could wait till Jermaine Johnson maybe at pick number 10. But in this mark, I'll just say it's a bit rich for London or Wilson. So I'll go Kayvon Thibodeau, edge out of Oregon, who's mm. probably the best edge for me in the class. Nice. New York as well. He's going to love living in New York, Kayvon is. Yeah, it's a good, it's a, it's a good pick that it's Seems like it's uh, between him and Source, doesn't it? This is it where does. it becomes interesting because if the board does fall like this now, you you kind of 
when if your cornerbacks are getting past pick four and you're a team in the middle of the round, you're definitely then licking your lips, aren't you, to think, I'm coming up here because I don't expect, and I'm going to pick now for the Giants, I don't expect the Giants to go cornerback at five. No, I especially with who's coming up at number six, who really need a tackle, and the Giants' obviously offensive line is terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, the Giants I have just five and seven as well, and Carolina yeah. being in between. Yeah, um, Carolina just aren't going to pick a corner, so I don't think the Giants need to worry about corner at five. I think they can go line at five. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. And oh. who do you like most though? I know Evan Neal's played left tackle, left guard, right tackle in college. But Charles Cross has been working out of right tackle because he knows the Giants, the Panthers and the Seahawks all need a right tackle. So, yeah, tough choice. Well, I would naturally sway towards Evan Neal from Alabama, but I have seen so many mocking Cross to the Giants that if we're trying to think about what the teams are going to do, I'm going to go Charles Cross at five. I like it. I like it. Uh, that leads me on the board of the Panthers, who have got the sixth pick in the draft, and they don't pick again till like 149. So, uh, not the best year for the Panthers after the Darnold and I Gilmore trade. I think this is one of the most intriguing picks. Yeah. So, if this was me, I would be picking Evan Neal for sure, and I would play him wherever you think you've got the biggest gap. I know they've got Brady Christensen, haven't they? Um, from last year, they might want to play him at one of the tackle positions or whatever but yeah I think there's too much smoke I have heard today that they want to trade back so they'd like to trade back and pick up a second or a third or both and then still draft a quarterback which I do think makes sense if they could trade back to wherever I don't know just say pick I won't say 15 because you're in uh, you're an Eagles fan so you'll uh, lament me for that but a team that might trade up the Saints for example and they could take a QB then later. I think they would, but we're not doing trades. So that means quarterback is coming off the board here. And I would not be picking this quarterback in round one, but the Panthers will. So I'm going for Kenny Pickett, QB out of Pittsburgh. Um, Yeah, recruited by Matt Rule originally out of college. Stayed with him after they lost, what, 10 games in that first year, 11 games, whatever it was. Then transferred to Pitt, and then the owner of the Carolina Panthers is Pittsburgh University's biggest financial contributor. So he's met Kenny Pickett tens of times, so I read yesterday from uh, on NFL.com. So yeah, Pickett, not, but again, not what I would do, but I think what they're going to do. That is, someone's going to do it, aren't they? That is, yeah. I think... Um... This is yeah. funny now, though, by the way, because this will not happen in the real draft. But if I was on like a fantasy draft for the Giants, uh, you'd be tempted to pick Evan Neal here and play Evan Neal as guard. <laughs> so you've got Andrew Thomas at left tackle, Evan Neal at left guard, and then Charles Cross at right tackle. Um, but I don't think they're going to do that. So who are you going to pick at seven for the G-men? Just, I just got the depth chart up here and... Um... Because they're probably going to lose Bradbury, right, at corner. Looks like that's he's what I'm looking at. Yeah. yeah. Who's who's the other one? Uh, Dory Jackson. He's going to stay, but not the best player in the world, I don't think. There is, two, yeah, there's three players in my mind here because I I, I wouldn't rule out uh, Kyle Hamilton here. Hmm. What? And then the other two corners. Yeah. It's tough. I'm going to go. Um, Oh, mate, this is hard. This is, I feel like this is really, really tough pick, a really important pick for the Giants. I'm going to go Sauce Gardner just over Stingley, just because of the more recent kind of tape on him. And the, Yeah, I'm going to go that. That's tough. I feel, I feel like the Giants could go a number of ways there, and it would not shock me to for them to add maybe an, even like an offensive weapon there, but... Because we don't know with a new GM, obviously. You don't know he's... No, you don't. What he's going to do there. But now I'm going to go Source Gardner there. I just can't see him dropping out of the top seven. That's my thinking there as well. No, apparently they like him. There's rumours that he could go five to the Giants. So I think that that's a good pick. Uh, eight now to the Falcons. And for me, pick eight and nine are two of the hardest picks in the whole first round. And I think they are two picks that could be traded on draft night. Like one of them could easily move. Uh, not that I necessarily want this to happen, but a team like the Chiefs or the Packers could trade up um, to draft the wide receiver of their choice at one of these picks. But we're not doing trades. So this is hard. So 
Uh, I want to pick Willis, but they're obviously giving Mariota a two-year deal. They do have more draft capital than some of the teams around them, like the Panthers, so they can pick QB later. Um, I know PFF said they need guards, but I ain't drafting Evan Neal to play guard for the Falcons when they've got two okay, well, one good tackle, one okay tackle. Defensive line, Walker, Thibodeau, and Hutchinson have all gone, so I don't fancy that. Sting, so for me, it's between Stingley and Hamilton and Garrett Wilson. Mm. Just because I think Drake London's so big that he does play very similar to Kyle Pitts. So I don't think you want two big 50-50 ball receivers in your team, even though Pitts is a tight end, he plays like a receiver. So I will go Garrett Wilson just because they do not have any wide receivers (laughs) on their depth chart pretty much. So I'll go Wilson. That'd be a a really exciting pick, actually, to have Wilson at eight. Yeah, I think Wilson or Willis, for me, because I just don't know if they would value Stingley enough with the injury worries, but... I'll go Wilson at eight here for the Falcons. So you're on the clock now with the Seahawks, another QB needy team. Do they pull the trigger? So before we did this, I was thinking, I reckon you'll go Willis at eight. Yeah. And now I have no clue where he's going to go. This is an option though, isn't it? It's definitely a consideration here. It is. It is a big consideration and not one that I'd thought about because I did think he would be off the board. But we've... With Kenny going at six, and then now I've got Garrett Wilson at eight. I'm going to pick a player that I didn't think was going to slip out of the top ten. I don't see it on draft night, but it's tough when you start starting the board and a QB comes off who probably shouldn't be in the top ten. <laughs> or top 20. <laughs> yeah, well, top first round maybe, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go Evan Neal, tackle. Uh, nice. I like that. I think I've seen... Charles Cross mocked here quite a few times because Evan Neal's gone earlier. Yeah, so I think yeah. if it does, I think if it does go the other way, a team like the Seahawks, they haven't got either tackle from last year on the books yet. Um, they're still free agents, and I just think he fits them, doesn't he? Very good in the run game, good against the pass, good attitude, played for a big school, um, bit of an athletic freak like Pete Carroll loves. Pete Carroll will take his shirt off when he meets him, so uh, <laughs> I think that makes sense. Was it just Willis as the other kind of option there, then, you think? Yeah, and I just didn't like it with Evan Neal on the board. Now, if Neal would have maybe gone, if all three tackles would have gone in the top eight, then that makes a really interesting discussion for Seattle then, doesn't it? It does. Uh, in all my first-round mocks, by the way, I've had the same two players going 11 and 12. So we'll see if we match up with every mock I've done. Uh, but pick 10, Jets on the on the line here. A lot of rumours they want a wide receiver. Obviously, they haven't got one yet. They've gone with Thibodeau. Um, I think Stingley would be an option here. They do need a corner, but I think the, the corner depth maybe in the second they could go with. So I think they would go with Drake London, wide receiver out of USC here. Ooh. 10. So just to recap, that means the top 10 is... Uh, Hutchison to the Jags, Walker to the Lions, uh, Icky to the Texans, Thibodeau to the Jets, Charles Cross to the Giants, Pickett to the Panthers, which Panthers fans will hate, uh, Source Gardner to the Giants at seven, Garrett Wilson to the Falcons at eight, Evan Neal to the Seahawks at nine, and Drake London to the Jets at ten. For all these wide receiver needy teams in the back half of the draft, that's a nightmare top ten, because it really pushes the wide receivers down the board now, doesn't it, if two go in the top ten. It really does, yeah, it would be. Um, this is where you're going to see the movement, isn't it, when if you get those two off the board at 8 and 10. It is, yeah. There's loads of edge rushes left as well, which I find interesting because I know this uh, board we're using hasn't got Jermaine Johnson very high, but um, he is very, very well liked by NFL teams, so we'll see. But, yeah, pick 11 then, Washington on the clock. Who are you going with? I'm going with a player that should definitely be on talent picked in the top 10 before his injury he was like a consensus top five pick so I'm going to go Kyle Hamilton Notre Dame that's exactly the player that I pick on my mocks which leads me perfectly onto this one Uh, Vikings take Derek Stingley here I think these two picks if neither of these players are gone I think this is this will be the pick for both teams for me uh, I think Washington need more secondary help. Carl Hamilton can play. He can actually play linebacker almost. He hits that hard in the box and he can play too high. He can play single high. 
Um, the Vikings need a corner. Obviously, Stingley, for me, is much better than Trent McDuffie. And I think the upside's there. And he can play press as well, which the Vikings... I know they've got a different DC this year, but historically, they've played press. So if they stick to a similar scheme, then I think he fits well. So, yeah, I'll go Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU. Now you're up with the Texans, who obviously picked oh, tackle. Uh, I think there's an easy pick here if you scroll down your, your draft board at edge, but we'll see what, what you think. Yeah, or are you thinking uh, Mr. Johnson? I think in Jermaine, just because we've gone tackle at three. I think they, if they go edge at three, this pick's a nightmare because it could be anyone. But I think because we went tackle and you've got Lovey Smith there, they haven't got many, I know they haven't got many players anywhere, but they haven't got many in the trenches on defence. I just think he strikes me as a coach that would love to draft an edge rusher. And it feels too early for me to go Carl Aftis, do you not think, at 13? Yeah, I like Carl Aftis. I just think, yeah, it just all the talk is that Jermaine Johnson is, even though on some boards from like Draft Network, this board, um, ESPN, uh, Carlos is higher than Jermaine, but every single mock where you listen to people that speak to the league, like Peter Schrager, stuff like that, Jermaine's going top 12, top 14. So, yeah, I think I think it's Jermaine, even though I know that's a bit of a risk, isn't it? Yeah, he's going to have to go there. If that's what the uh, talk is around the league, he's going to have to go there. I would prefer the Texans there to take him over um, Carl Aftis, I think. Don't you, do you think, and obviously... We'll see what you do with your... Uh, have you got an Eagles pick? Yeah, you've got an Eagles pick. Yeah, it's coming up next. Um, obviously, the Eagles never draft linebackers in the first two rounds. But That's we'll see the, what... That is the uh, <laughs> conundrum. Don't you think that Lovey Smith, though, if he loves Devin Lloyd, I think this is the earliest he could go at 13. It wouldn't shock me if they said, oh, linebacker's such... Cause, you know I mean, defensive coach, old school. They love to defend the run and run the football. It wouldn't shock me if he did think linebacker was more important than maybe other people do across the league yeah i would 100 percent agree with you on there because the eagles have got a huge need there but i i'm the same as you i really can't see it even though in my head that's what i want i'm not expecting that to happen yeah uh right Ravens on the clock for me at 14 this is between two georgia players Devonte wyatt and jordan davis and george Karloftis of purdue they have re-signed two defensive linemen in the last two week, three weeks, um, Michael, is it Michael Pierce or something? Pierce used to play for them. Then he went to the Vikings. He's a run stuffer. Um, so I think it'd be hard for them to ignore Davis, but they really need edge defense. I know they just signed Calais Campbell again, but I think they need another edge. So I think they may go George Karloftis edge out of Purdue here at pick fourteen and just go with a bit more positional value because the the Ravens are very clever. It wouldn't also shock me if they tried to trade back. Maybe the Chargers come up a few picks to get a wide receiver or a tackle and maybe the Ravens can just get an extra third because they do love their third and fourth round picks but I'll go Kyle Loftus here in this one. You see I feel like the board has been with the 14 players that's gone I feel like it is pretty realistic maybe obviously maybe only one of Pickett or Malik Willis will have gone so it feels realistic that the Eagles could see this board yeah, I know what I would do at this board. But, uh, uh, this is, I think Trent McDuffie might interest them more than it would interest me. I think. I'm just about to say my pick is actually going to be uh, Trent McDuffie. And, yeah, Isn't think... um, Darius Slade quite small, though? So would that be two small corners, then? Yeah, two on the smallish side. Yeah, I, I can just see it happening because I don't think that Andrew Booth is... I think they'll go second. If, if the Eagles stay at 15-18, I really don't think, I really do think, sorry, that the one of them will be a defensive back. So it's just a position that they value. And I'm going to go Trent McDuffie, even though I don't think it, I would be hooping and hollering at 3am. <laughs> but I'm going to go there. It's a position of need and a position of value for the Eagles. Nice. Then sign Honey Badger and have the three smallest uh, secondary guys ever that can all chop and change positions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Saints next. So a lot of rumours that they were trading up to get two first to move up for a quarterback. But the quarterback I think they'd want is actually on the board. So I did agree with some consensus that they wanted wide receiver tackle here. So maybe Jamison Williams or Olave paired with probably Penning or Bernard Raymond. 
in some sort of order. But I think if it fell like this, and you're a team like them, have only got James on a one-year deal. Um, I think this is it. I think this is Malik Willis. You're going for it. I think the, the only thing I'd say was, uh, get your opinion, could they leave Willis to 19? Like, do they think the Chargers obviously aren't going to take him? The Eagles could, because of the whole QB factory thing that uh, Roseman loves. That would interest me. I actually think you could take Malik Willis, to be honest. But w- Or would they be worried that the Eagles would trade back from 18 then if they didn't I pick think Willis? that up? would be the more likely, because obviously you've got Pittsburgh at 20. They could just offer a third and come up like two picks or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll be. I'll go for it then. So I'll go Malik Willis, QB out of Liberty, my QB one in this draft. So now we're on the board with the Chargers. They've kind of. They need a tackle, but it's a bit of a reach. I think all the corners they take here are gone. I'd say. Would you agree? Yes, I think I'm going to go um, wide receiver, and I'm. Yeah, looking at the board, it looks pretty realistic, but I could see this guy going way sooner than that, so I'm going to go Jameson Williams. I hate that as a Chiefs fan. (laughs) Absolutely despise it. Um, Cool. I'm on the clock now with the Eagles, so you picked a corner. (sighs) Howie doesn't pick linebackers, so I can't do your Devin Lloyd. That's the problem. Yeah, that is... If you were the GM, Devin Lloyd would have gone at 15, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But you're not. So, let's go. For me, it's going to be between... I think you need a wide receiver. I don't see why people don't think you need a wide receiver, but... I would absolutely agree with you. But I just worry, you're not going to pick Olave or Wilson if they're there, because they're the same size as, or similar size as your other one. You can't have two small receivers playing against press, I don't think. I think Jameson Williams would have been my pick if he was still on the board. If you pick Traylon Burks, I'll be gutted for you this early. Uh, so, I think I'm going to go between Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt. The Eagles love trench play. You love... I think Fletcher Cox's got one year left, hasn't he? And uh, Hargraves has got one year left. From all your Eagles podcasts and stuff you listen to, um, do, does anyone get linked more often in rumours? Is it Devontae Wyatt or Jordan Davis out of the two? Have you heard more? Yeah, it would be uh, it would be Wyatt, definitely. Just a little bit more mobility. I think that's what it would be. Cool. Devontae Wyatt then, uh, Georgia. If that was the two picks, McDuffie and Wyatt, is that... And you've stayed up. I'm not saying you will, but you have stayed, just say you've stayed up. Is that a disappointed first round for you? No, I'd like a defensive lineman, but I would like a little bit more exciting. Pick 15. <laughs> yeah, I do think there's a chance you trade back on one of them. Yes, I, I would agree with you. I'm not fully certain that the Eagles are going to have two picks in this first round. Because but... someone like the Chiefs, again, just because I'm listening to what our beat writers say, if the Chiefs offer next year's second and, they, and, want, and pick 30 and want to move up to one of these spots... Because you want so many picks for next year, I could see you taking that. Do you know what I mean? An extra second and a fourth next year. Like, you can really, if you have to go QB then, you've got so many picks to do it and you could still pick other players next year as well. So Yeah, definitely. I, th- I then think uh, other players become in the question at 15. So, yeah, not just necessarily McDuffie. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, cool. You're back on the board then with the Saints. Obviously, they picked Willis. They've got needs at wide receiver and tackle. So, where are you going? Well, what are your options? What are you thinking? The option really is, at this stage, I think they really, really do need a tackle. So you've got to look at kind of like where the value is at the moment, haven't you, with the tackles? And it's sitting at basically Trevor Penning, who has been not there a lot, hasn't he? Or kind of Bernard Raymond. Yeah, and I know that what's his name has been getting loads of first round chat this week is Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. Yeah, yeah. I, but I just wouldn't have a clue who they'd prefer and why. I don't know enough about. Like, I know the Chiefs always want long arms, but I don't really know what the Saints kind of want in the tackle. No, I'm gonna go six foot seven, Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. <laughs> Sounds like a football song. Six foot seven, Trevor. Yeah. Murray. It does, yeah. <laughs> Nice. Let's hopefully they can get some uh, good trench play out of someone from Iowa. That tends to work quite well, even if it's northern Iowa on this occasion. Uh, pick 20 then, the Steelers. Really difficult to pick here, I think, for me. Intri- they're really, really intriguing pick. They are. And this is where... 
I think Penning would have been an option there. I quite like Bernard Raymond, and I know we're using PFF Simulator who love Raymond, but I think if we were using another person's, Raymond wouldn't even be on our board now for like 30 picks. Uh, PFF are very high on him. Tyler Smith is an option. I think Zion Johnson is an option. So between for me, it's between Zion Johnson and Desmond Ritter. Oh, Desmond. <laughs> Desmond, yeah. Not Desmond Tutu, Desmond Ritter. This would uh, get the, uh, the juices flying a little bit if Ritter went and picked 20. I think they like Willis, but obviously there was rumours that Ritter... I think Ritter's going in the first round, so I don't know where we're going to fit him in without a trade. It kind of has to be here or the Lions, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, what's Mitch on? One-year deal? I'm pretty sure it is a one-year. <sighs> Seems like a good... Let's do it. Come on. Desmond Ritter. The third QB. QB. I only think three are going to go, see? And I think this works out perfectly then, because I just can't see any less. I know people say they might like Matt Corral, but um, Matt Corral beat someone up, beat Wayne Gretzky's son up, so it's that or Desmond Ridder. I'll go with uh, <laughs> I'll go with the better QB. Um, Desmond Ridder QB at Cincinnati. After those three are gone there, I would be so, so um, interested to see where Corral is going to go. I think that's uh, an interesting spot for him. Those three come off the board first, which probably is going to happen. Yeah, I think those three are the only... I think, I don't know. Maybe Corral, I'm not sure. But what do you think? What's the minimum you could see going in round one? The minimum QBs? Is it two or is it three? Minimum. Minimum, two. yeah. Minimum so, would be two, I think, yeah. And then what's the maximum? Is it three? Or if this happens, does Matt Corral sneak in at pick 32 to the Lions and make it make it four, potentially? No, if I'm the Lions, I'm rubbing my hands together. Those three are gone. I can pick a good player of need at <laughs> pick 32. Yeah. I'm also ru- rubbing my hands together if I'm the Chiefs or the Packers with pick 28 or 30 and then someone like the Seahawks, you know, who are like pick 40. If they haven't got a QB, they got 40 and 41. They could come up with 40 and 41 and trade for one of the Packers or um, Chiefs picks, I think. Um, but yeah, interesting. Good good QB chat there. Um, team that's not going to take a QB, mate, the team you're on. So Patriots, pick 21. This is, for me, another massive De- Devin Lloyd consideration. They love linebackers. <laughs> Just about to say to you, I mean, wide receiver, for me, would be their number one. Yeah, true. Chris Alave, obviously on the board. I mean, Sky Moore. If Alave's here as well, by the way, how many teams are offering to trade up? I think the Titans, the Chiefs, they're all trying to trade up with the New England, aren't they? I think if Alave's left here. Yeah, I would agree with you there, especially the Packers are twitching and like pick 22 there. But I'm going to go Devin Lloyd to the Patriots. I don't see him. He doesn't get picked here. It's you've got maybe the Cowboys, but yeah, he's too talented to. <laughs> if he goes to the Cowboys, that would be two linebackers two years in a row that you wanted the Eagles to draft. Absolutely furious. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Packers on the board then. So I think they could go. I listened to a good podcast with a mock draft and they got someone in from each team and uh, the Packers beat writer was saying that defensive line is really badly needed, interior and edge, because they haven't got any depth. Obviously, everyone knows they need a wide receiver and I don't really agree that they need a tackle. I just, I, they, I think Jenkins will play right tackle and obviously the main man, Bakhtiari, will play left tackle. So I think if it felt like this, I'd have to go Olave at 22, even though... There's some great defensive linemen on the board. I think Olave's the pick here for the Packers at 22. If they pick Burks over Olave, my God, Packers fans are going to have a meltdown. Yeah, they definitely will. Because they've lost Adams, who is obviously deep threat and does everything. But everyone forgets that uh, most of their deep passes went to Adams or MVS, and they've lost both. Whereas Chris Olave is a deep threat, isn't he? Whereas I think Burks is all kind of line of scrimmage stuff. So, uh, Right, Cardinals. This is a hard pick. I follow a Cardinals fan. I don't know if he listens to the podcast because um, we were involved in a UK mock. And every mock draft he sees with the Cardinals, he absolutely slates. <laughs> so, and all the and all the players that he slates are still on the board. So I wanted to pick Zion Johnson here, but he seems to think that all the media locally say that they're happy with their two guards. And I don't know if Zion's a tackle, but I would be thinking Zion here. But the other option is Jordan Davis. Big needs, really, here. John Davis. Uh, it was a nice spot for him at 23. 
It does. I like Andrew Booth here as well. Just about to say, you got Andrew Booth Jr. as well. That's my three options. Booth Jr., because I prefer him to Elam. Uh, Johnson, but I think you, I don't know, maybe you have to flick him out to tackle. But I'm going to go. I think you've drawn this. Is it? Yeah, it's your pick. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But I think we're going to go the same person. A lot of needs, but I'm going to go Jordan Davis on the defensive line. I think that makes sense here. I'd like to see him at Buffalo. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are another team that could trade back five or six spots if the board falls like this. Do you know what I mean? If they, and then they could take whichever corner they would like better than six picks later and feel a bit more comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a player on this board still, Lyndon Baum, that. I think I mentioned it the other week. I think I've seen every fan mock him to their team at some point during the draft. Yeah. Just got very small arms. I can only play in zone blocking schemes, which isn't there isn't many of them about, unfortunately. He doesn't fit in any of the next four, five, six picks. <laughs> There's only one team in the first round that would take him now. We'll see if that happens with your pick at 31. Uh, cool, I'm on the clock then with uh, the Cowboys. Yeah, no right tackle. So Zion Johnson's an option. Um, obviously lost a pass rusher as well. I don't know if Dante Fowler's the answer. Linebacker, Nicobe Dean. But haven't they picked like a linebacker in every year in the draft in the first two rounds for like three years? Because they picked <laughs> Jacoby Stevens as well, didn't they, last year? Yeah, they did, yeah. yeah they love linebackers. So I can't pick another linebacker. Uh, so let's go. With Zion Johnson, nice guard slash tackle out of Boston College, uh, but I do think Tyler Smith would be pretty closely followed as an option for them. Who's played a bit more tackle than, than Zion has at college? Uh, cool. Next, you're on with the Bills. Then all the receivers that in that top tier are gone. All the interior defensive linemen that are in most people's top tier are gone. Um, yeah, what, what are you thinking? What are your, what are your positional options here first? Well, I've been reading The Athletic this morning. Yeah. And the Bills are not scared. (laughs) You're going to hate this. You are going to hate this. They're not scared to take a running back. That's true. I've heard the same thing. At 25. So which one do you like the most then, if you're going to pick one? I think one seems more Billsy than the other. but Yeah. I think I don't know, mate. I think I think I would go Kenneth Walker here. On he can catch out the backfield, and as yeah, can. people think he actually can do. I just do think the like Bill, I just think honestly that the Bills are going to do this because with the way that the defensive line is on the board and then the. Wide receivers. Oh, mate, I'm going to do it. You're going to wait. You've picked up the QBs and I'm going to pick a running back. I'm going to go Kenneth Walker from Michigan. Nice. I do wonder if they would want to trade back with Seattle again. Like I said, another team like might want a QB or something. Yeah, I um, with you there. And if they're thinking... Uh, one of, yeah, one of the two running backs might be be there at pick 40. Because um, if I scroll, I have got the second round open, but... Yeah, the, the first couple of teams, obviously you've got the Jets, Lions, um, can't remember who else picks early, Giants, they're not none of them are gonna take well, <laughs> hopefully the Giants don't. None of them are gonna take a running back. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Bills traded back and got one. But they've got one at pick twenty five here. The old Clyde Edwards Alaire move of the first round running back. I like it. Uh Titans on the clock for me then. This is tough, isn't it? Do you think this is a tough pick as well? Or is there, am I missing something? Because no, no I, think this, I think this is a tough pick. The way with the board has fallen, I do think that this is quite a tough pick. Yeah, they're not going to take Linderbaum because um, they just signed Ben Jones and he, Linderbaum can't play guard. Um, I don't think they're going to take Sky Moore because he can't block in the run game at all. He's quite small. Uh, which does make me think George Pickens here. Um, I can't break my own heart, though, as a Chiefs fan and pick George Pickens here. Um, this is hard. Not, would, would you not think about Kenyon Green here? I have seen him mocked a few yeah, times. Yeah, that's right. That, so my thoughts were Kenyon Green uh, or Boya Mafe, who I've seen 
mocked here as well, Edge Rusher. Yeah. yeah. Kenyon Green's very, very good against the run, though. Um, so, yeah, I think, what was it? I can't remember the guy's name. He's gone to Buffalo now. Um, the guard from the Titans have been there, been there for ages. I've lost his name now. But, yeah, they have lost a starting guard, so I think that's probably a good shout. So, yeah, Kenyon Green, guard out of Texas A&M, did play tackle in his second year for, like, five games. So he has a bit of versatility as well. So I go Kenyon Green here. And that means you're up with the Bucks, who also probably would take Jordan Davis, I think, if he was around. Yes, yes, I agree with you there. I think um, the way that the board falls... Do you think they would have took Kenyon Green if he was on the board? Yes, I think the need at guard is there, isn't it? And then defensive line. When you get into... Yeah, I mean, I suppose with this one guy here that could sneak into the first round that would fit a need and Travis, would, Travis Jones just about say to you Travis Jones I, I, I don't know whether I absolutely love this pick or not but that's what I'm going to go just based on need Travis Jones from Connecticut nice I think that's a good shout I do think they could also pick a corner because I know they've got um they just, they just re-signed the main man didn't they but They've got three of their starting corners, well, not starting, but three of their corners they are uh, only got one year left. So I think maybe Lewis Seen, Dax Hill, kind of corner safety could be an option. But um, I like Travis Jones. I think he'll do well next to Vita Vea. That's a pretty dominant defensive interior. Uh, cool. Next, then, we have the Packers, who have already picked their wide receiver. I don't think they will pick two. <laughs> no, Packers fans will be begging for it, but it's not going to happen, is it? No, I think N'Kobe Dean is a nice little option just because I think you can play next to Andre Campbell, who's a bigger guy, and, and they can work well together. But like I said, I listened to that podcast with the beat right. I was just banging on about defensive line. So what defensive lineman can I get in here? I'm going to go. He's a bit of an older prospect then. Don't love it, but don't hate it. It's Ebiketti or Mafe. I think I'm going to go Boy or Mafe, edge out of Minnesota. He's a bit older. I think he's going to be 24 when the season starts, so I think he's got a bit more of a pass rush plan. And he could basically be their edge three and rotate in and out. So, yeah, it's between him, uh, Epichetti, or I've heard they like Logan Hall, because Logan Hall can play inside and outside. But I'll go Boya Mafe out of uh, Minnesota. Nice. So, obviously, you will listen to much more Chiefs stuff than me. But I do know that if the Chiefs pick twice at 29-30, which they may, may not, I would expect a wide receiver. Yeah, and I'm going to pick it rather than you. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> so I'm going to pick it. I won't. I tell you what, just for you, I will not pick Traylon Burks. Yeah, I just don't think they would because he's uh, so similar to Nico Hardman in terms of he doesn't. Burks never normally gets many normal wide receiver touches. Do you know what I mean? It's all kind of like yeah. trick play stuff around the line of scrimmage and. Uh, Hardman already does that for the Chiefs, so I just don't think they take him, but we'll see how my luck falls on the night. Did you hear that story, by the way, about Traylon Burks <laughs> catching wild balls with his dogs? No. <laughs> yeah, he's from the South, and apparently for fun, he goes out with a knife and two dogs and catches and kills wild boar by hand. And wow. uh, apparently he said that in interviews, and uh, NFL teams absolutely love it because he sounds like a nut job. So, uh, yeah, little Trey on Burke story for you there. But, yeah, who are your options then at receiver? Obviously, you got Sky Moore on the board Sky at the Moore, moment. Yeah, mate. Pickens and then George Pickens. And here, the way that the Chiefs are stacked, obviously, that we all know, it's kind of Pickens could be a, an interesting one coming off the injury. There is obviously um, Dotson as well. Is yeah, I don't like Dotson well. either, but I could see the Chiefs liking Dotson. Yeah, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make a man miss here. I'm gonna go Sky Moore to kind of replace Tyreek Hill's elusiveness. I'm gonna go Sky Moore at 29. Nice uh, Western Michigan receiver. Uh, cool, so I'm on the board. Chiefs have back-to-back. Like you said, I'm not sure they will pick back-to-back. I think they will try and trade up for whichever receiver they want. Uh, like I said, that Patriots pick seems like a bit of a an obvious one, doesn't it? And then the Eagles pick just before the Chargers seems like another one they could, uh, they could target. But we've already got a receiver now. So options here. It's basically edge or secondary. Don't think they would take defensive line interior here unless one of the two big ones fell. Veach hates corners. <laughs> He's only ever drafted a corner in the fourth round. 
that's the earliest he's ever drafted one. And that was actually a safety that he turned into corner. Uh, apparently, the Chiefs love Lewis Seen out of Georgia, and they love Daxon Hill as well. Both oh, can play, yeah, Michigan. Both can play corner and safety. But I do think edges are needs. So it's tough. They're either going to pick Seen Hill or this guy, and I'm just going to lean this guy just by going at the fact they they, they normally don't pick secondary early. So I'm going to go Arnold Abiketti, who's the edge out of Penn State. Uh, only only had one good year, but it was a great year, <laughs> and he's very young compared to Boya Mafe, who I think they also like. So I'll go Arnold there. I'd be quite happy with Sky Moore and Arnold. I think if you gave me Pickens and Arnold, <laughs> I'd be even happier. But um, yeah, the other one to consider is uh, David Jarbo there, because if the Chiefs don't trade up and they've got 12 picks, it would not shock me if they picked Jarbo and then they could pick a, an edge that would actually be healthy at pick 50. But We'll see. I hope um, the job goes in the first round. But So we've both got two first round picks. I came away with McDuffie and Devontae Wyatt and you've got Sky Moore and Ebiketti. Yeah. We'd be reasonably happy overall. Yeah, I would be quite happy with that, yeah. I, I do think that uh, we could do a trade though between our two teams. You know, Andy Reid and uh, Brett Veach worked for Philadelphia for a long time, didn't they? So... Yeah, I would I would be more than happy to be honest with you to come back down to uh, twenty nine or thirty to be honest. So. And you could pick George Pickens then. Huh? He's a very good receiver to go opposite of a smaller guy, isn't he? He's a big X, six foot three. So. Yeah, exactly. You probably don't want to be picking at pick fifteen or eighteen. So. And Burke's quite. I know he's not tall, but as tall as Pickens, but he's quite a strong receiver. So if you did want to use. Devonte Smith is your outside down the seam receiver, and Burks kind of do all the trick stuff. You could always draft Burks, but we'll see. Uh, Bengals, then I think I know where you're going here. No, I'm not going to do it because um, I do also think that there's a need for corner here. I've seen that a few times. I was expecting you was expecting me to pick Lindenbaum, right? I think yeah. he slips to maybe early second. I, I'm going to go. A guy I'm expecting to go in the first round, but he's not come off our board. I'm going to go Andrew Booth, nice. Jr. Out of Clemson, and I think he was regarded even higher than this until he got his injury, wasn't he? So yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is this could be a good pickup for the Bengals at the end of the first round. Nice. That leaves me with pick thirty-two. Oh. <laughs> Four QBs could go. Um, I think if this happens, who did I pick for the Lions earlier again? Uh, Trayvon. Trayvon Walker. Oh, from Georgia. Let's double up with Georgia. I think. But Nakobe Dean or Lewis Seen? I'm going to go Lewis Seen, safety out of Georgia. Nice. Another, another absolute Dan Campbell guy who I think he got thrown out of a game, didn't he, for um, targeting yeah, Kyle, yeah. Kyle Pitts. So I, I think that he's going to love having an absolute nutter playing in the secondary. Um, for me, I think they could use a linebacker, but Nakobe Dean is so small, I'm not sure if they would love that against the run. Um, Dan Campbell's very old school. I think if Ridder was here, they would pick Ridder. I don't think they would pick Matt Corral. So I'm going to go Lewis Seen out of Georgia. Nice. And I didn't recap the pick, so let's go through uh, 11, where we did last all the way through. So 11, Carl Hamilton went to Washington. At 12, Derek Stingley went to the Vikings. 13, Jermaine Johnson went to the Texans. 14, Kyle Loftus went to the Ravens. 15, Trent McDuffie went to your Eagles. And 16, Malik Willis went to the Saints. 17, Jameson Williams went to the Chargers. 18, Devonta Wyatt went to the Eagles. 19, Trevor Penning went to the Saints. 20, Desmond Ridder went to the Steelers. 21, Devin Lloyd went to the Pats. 22, Olave dropped to the Packers. 23, uh, the big man Jordan Davis went to the Cards. 24, Zion Johnson went to the Cowboys. 25, that running back came off the board for uh, the Bills with Kenneth Walker. 26, Kenyon Green went to the Titans. 27, Travis Jones went to the Bucks. 28, uh, Boya Maffei went to the Packers. 29 and 30, the Chiefs picked Sky Moore and Arnold Abiquetti. 31, Andrew Booth Jr. snuck into the first round for the Bengals. And then last of all, Lewis Seen at pick 32 for the Lions. Uh, if it did go like this and we got 32 picks right, um, we'd be heroes and we'd probably wish we'd have bet it on uh, Sky Bet. But um, <laughs> Yeah, and you were listening to the draft podcast the day after the draft. Which pick do you think would be most liked and most hated from the ones we've done, from the sort of podcasts and media that you like to listen to? Interesting. Obviously, you look at um, 
when I picked Walker. Yeah. At 25 would definitely, definitely <laughs> be in one. And then I would say, I think you'd have to look at one of the QBs would definitely be um, scrutinised heavily with uh, maybe the Saints go, oh, I don't know, you know, if the Saints get Malik Lewis at 16, I think it would definitely be our Kenny at pick six, wouldn't it? Yeah, probably. Um, out of mine, I think Aiden Hutchinson would go down well out of your picks just because I think people are worried about Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker going number one. Um, out of my picks, I think people would love Drake London to the Jets. And I think people would probably dislike Desmond Ridder, maybe, to the Steelers. Um, and I could also see Devontae Wyatt Eagles pick going down badly because I think people think that they should draft a wide receiver with one of the two picks, probably. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with you there. Yeah. Nice. That is our first first round mock. Um, I think next week we are going to do one where we can do trades. We won't. It'll, the episode will be two hours if we do all the trades we want. So maybe we'll limit it to one trade each and then one joint trade that we pick before the the episode starts. So three trades probably sounds about right. Uh, and then also I've got Lee Wakefield coming on from the Full Ten Yards podcast on Sunday. He's just going to go through some of his favorite prospects and draft storylines and and who he thinks could trade up and trade back and. We'll get his opinions on the QB class because I know he hates them all, so that'd be quite fun for uh, for anyone to listen to. Um, He's gonna love this mock, isn't he? Yeah, he will not be a fan when I send him the mock uh, after the episode. But yeah, it should be good. And then after that, uh, we haven't spoken about it yet, but we'll maybe try and record before Thursday because that is draft night. So I don't know how many like if we'll have much time, but we'll see. Uh, and then after draft, we'll do an initial reactions pod, and then we'll probably wait till later in the week after to do a full kind of winners and losers pod. But yeah, should be some good some good draft content coming at you. Uh, go follow us at go for 2 pod to be the number two. Go follow Patrick at MuggsNFL. Uh, just get your Desmond Ritter Steelers orders ready to press go. That's what, that's what you need to do. Um, but enjoy the weekend, guys. We'll speak to you soon. Yeah, speak to you soon, everyone.